Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's Rocket Mortgage Classic. And joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. KP, welcome. Welcome. Another week, another playoff. Uh, I was scared this one was also going to go eight holes. It was not as fun. It, it, it wasn't as fun as last week. Last week was strangely bizarrely like one of the most fun like cat like little slices of professional golf of the entire year and this one was it was a playoff it was a five-hole playoff playoffs Playoffs? (laughs) there it is it was certainly a five-hole playoff yeah last week had you know, putts being made to extend the playoff. It, it on yeah. paper it was seven pars or eight pars. Eventually, I think by the time it maybe Harris English made a birdie on on the eighth hole. But uh, this was Cam Davis birding the edge a couple of times, and Troy Merritt just trying to make a par to uh, to advance us. <laughs> what's is that a? What's going I think on? it's I think it's Jacob's phone that comes through because he's on the soundboard. Oh my gosh! I know. I know this is tough. this. Yeah, it is tough. Um, what do you think? What do you think about Cam Davis? What do you think about him? I, I, I got actually, let me ask you this because I got asked this on HQ and I thought it was a great question. The, the, the host on HQ said, is this, is this like Cam Davis's 15 minutes of fame or can he be a star? And I think that is, I think that's a, like a real, especially in this scenario with somebody who's 26, hadn't played a ton on the tour. I think that's a really good and, and intriguing question, and I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So I am very, very bullish on Cam Davis, and um, I have been. So I could I could have a little bit of a blind spot here, although I do think that star's tough. What, what's a star? Is he going to win 10 times? That would be pretty unbelievable. Could he win five? Maybe. He's got that. He has the type of game for 2021 PGA Tour. Bomb it far. Well, that happened to the raw talent. Like That's the good part of it. That's exactly I I I, I kind of said and I wrote this as well. Like he he's a very prototypical like modern PGA Tour player, right? Like for the next however many ten years, and I I don't know if I mean wins necessarily. Like could he be a top twenty five type guy? And I think I think it's yes. Like I I was just the thing that really struck me about the way he went about everything on Sunday and he got whatever he hold out on 17 and kind of, he was lucky to be in the playoff. Right. But the way he, like some of those iron shot, like he just flushed everything. Like he didn't really miss a shot and he was picking up his T on like before his ball reached the, its apex off the, t- it, it, he, he was just like, he was kind of locked in and you're like, 
And they said this on the broadcast. They're like, you might be watching this thinking like, how does Cam Davis never like ever lose a tournament? I was like, yeah, I'm actually thinking that. And the answer is like, he's not, his short game is not great, but that's the part. If you can like, even if you don't elevate it, if you can like have these weeks where it pops up, like I think he can be a really like good player because the, the tee to green stuff is so it's so good and it's so pure. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's, you know, out over his skis or just like he's doing something unusual. It just feels very like natural and normal. Yeah. He, he basically gave himself a look on every hole of the playoff. I mean, he was, he was giving himself opportunities, which is what you have to do in this game. You mentioned the finish. His back nine was pretty crazy. So he, he goes out an even par on Sunday, birdies 12 13 14 makes a bogey on 16 and you're thinking maybe that's it because he probably has to go eagle birdie coming in sure enough that's exactly what he does because he holds out from a bunker on 17 and then stuffs one on 18 to six feet four inches rolls that in to get into the playoff i mean it was it was an impressive six hole stretch yeah it was a show i mean and you know he he's somebody that he, i don't know about you he he was not really even on my radar until middle of last year and and maybe you maybe he had pop, popped up on yours because he had he had a couple of top tens he finished top 10 at sony top 10 at honda but all of it at least on on the pga tour happened in in 2020 he didn't really have much to speak of i don't know if he even he probably played some events in like 2019, but by the middle and to end of 2020, I was like, Oh, this, this guy's pretty, pretty good. He's young. He's great swing. And you know, he, he didn't. Um, and, and it was, I, I think it's because of like stuff that he, like the back nine where you're just like, wow, this is it's so impressive. It's so, so impressive. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious to see how this kind of empowers him to, uh, to potentially take off in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Lock him in for two more years. He also, <laughs> KP, 100 to 1 before the tournament started. How about that for a number? Well, who, give, me, give me like other names that were 100 to 1. Like who else was around? Kevin Na has won at like 50 or 60. Uh, are you talking about for this week? Yeah, for this week. Oh, I can tell you. Give me one second. While I I'm... While I'm, here we go. I've got it right here. Uh, Danny Willett was 100 to 1. Phil Mickelson okay. was 100 to 1. Sebastian Munoz, Kramer Hickok, Joel Damon. Those were some 100 to 1s. Okay. See, I just, I, to me, Cam Davis is a better player. I mean, not take Phil's like an anomaly, right? Yeah. But to me, Cam Davis is, is a better player than those guys. And maybe I I'm, could be wrong about that. Um, and maybe I'm just in love with the swing and and I can't get that out. Like, I can't get away from that. But to me, he's just a better ball striker. And I know it's not all ball striking, but a lot of it is than a Damon, than a Kramer Hickok. I mean, you know, the Hickok thing might have been because of last week, but don't, don't, I mean, don't you feel like he's more of like an 80 to one guy right now? 
Yeah, well, especially in this field at this course. I mean, we talked about it a lot on DFS preview on Monday where we were like the guy, the biggest beneficiaries of Detroit Golf Club are guys that hit it far but normally spray it because you can't get into that much trouble around here. There are some holes, but like this was a place where he should have been one of the bigger beneficiaries. So yeah, to see a number that long with the raw talent and also I think some of his better performances KP have kind of been masked in results. I think about Wyndham, he might have had the third yeah. Six hole lead at Wyndham, and I'm like, oh my god, this kid is a absolute stud. It might have been a 54 hole lead, but then he finished T15. And when you just start looking at the results, it's like, ah, well, I finished T15. Like, it, it's it looks better when you actually watch him. No, uh, Northern Trust. He finished T29, and he was like kind of in it on like yeah. Saturday afternoon. I yeah. mean, nobody nobody was in it because DJ ran away. But you know what I mean. Uh, I, I agree with you about. Somebody on the broadcast said that uh, it might have been Ben Dottie Pepper talking about how uh, Troy Merritt was like his his entire strategy for the week was just hit uh, pound fairways and and or I think it was Ian Baker Finch. It was something about like you got to you know you got to hit fairways and you got to hit greens here. And I was like I don't know like I I don't know if that's true on this golf course. And th- and that was and that is is kind of to your point about uh, somebody like a Cam Davis where it's just. I mean, we saw Bryson do it last year, right? It's like, just rip it. And even in the playoff, like, it's really hard to get into a ton of trouble. Yes. Like, Troy, Troy Merritt would hit uh, somebody on, oh, uh, Brandon Hagee on 18. I mean, he had a horrible drive, like, just way out to the right, long. I mean, it was just awful. And you have putt for birdie. Yeah. Like, it's just really hard to I, – I just don't – I think fairways are just kind of non-existent. At a, not non-existent, but they're very – just negligible at a place like that, which to your point, I think really helps out somebody like Cam Davis. Well, let's talk about Troy Merritt. So he advances in the playoff after Joaquin Neiman bows out after the first hole. We'll talk about that in just a second. And Merritt, I was really interested to keep an eye on here Sunday, KP, because if you go back to his Saturday round, after he made an ace on 11, he didn't play well. He played his last seven holes at one over, including two par fives. And you were wondering if he was just going to be spinning his wheels when he went out in even par. And then he was able to make five birdies on the back. He gave one away on 11. But I I, I thought the response after the ace on Saturday, where he kind of spun his tires and didn't start well on Sunday, he could have easily just coasted to a T8 or whatever did not put the pedal down and got himself into a playoff. Yeah, he did. I, I loved his, he had a quote on Saturday. I, I, I read this like, Hey Greg. Hey Greg's guys. <laughs> I, I, uh, I read this quote like five times and just made sure that it was from him. And it, it sort of got referenced on the broadcast, but he said he was talking about his putter and about how he, he had really been putting better. He, he had gone through a weird stretch, uh, earlier in 2020 and maybe or earlier in 2021. And I think back into 2020 where he wasn't putting well. And they asked him about it on Saturday night. And he said, well, you know, shooter shoot. I was like, wow, Troy Merritt dropping a shooter shoot on me right here. And he, uh, he putted well this week. You know, he, I, what did he shoot on the back nine today? What did you say? He shot a 68. Oh, excuse me. Um, that's 32. quite a back nine. Four, 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 that I, was my I, back nine. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. A, <laughs> 32, four under. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he was, yeah. And you felt like all day, right? Where whoever, what, uh, whoever, whoever was going to 
eventually end up the winner would just kind of light up the back nine because everybody was up there. Everybody was like kind of having good days. And you're like, somebody's going to have to play the last 10 holes and five under to, to have a chance to win this thing. And, and it ended up being him and, and uh, Cam Davis and, and Neiman kind of like, it felt like just kind of, well, what did he shoot on the back nine? I didn't felt like he parted his way into it, but maybe not. Yeah. Let's talk about Neiman because Greg, this might number? be the no, one, this might be the, I don't know if he's going to feel like this is the one that got away. You just got the 54 hole co-lead. He, you know, d- to Kyle's point, didn't take advantage of 14 on the back. He parred every hole from 11 to 15. He did make two birdies on 16 and 17 to get himself into a playoff. But unfortunately the bogey free streak ending on the 73rd hole, believe it or not, not a great time to make bogey. Yeah. Um, and in a way it's understandable because you are trying to play, um, a certain style you're trying to play when you're going bogey free like that for that long, you don't have to do anything crazy to contend. There are a lot of players week in and week out who, well, a lot maybe is a little strong, but I mean, you can make 18 birdies in a, in a week and not win because you usually make some bogeys. So you start chipping away at birdies and you have a really good round um, early in the week. I forget if it was Thursday or Friday. I think it was Thursday. Um, and then and then all of a sudden you're right there in the mix and you just avoid mistakes and you pick away at a couple of birdies here and there each day. And you, I mean, look at what he did in round three. It was four four birdies completely spread out. Like he never, he never caught fire. When you think of somebody who wins this event, you think of somebody who goes on a complete birdie run to end it. And that that's what this is, but he never really did that. I mean, through until 16 and 17 today, he had no back to back. He never made back to back birdies, Mm -hmm. which is very unlike uh, a, a winner at an event like this. So I found that to be quite interesting. Anyway, then you get into a playoff and now the idea is I have to make birdie here. It's no longer, I need to avoid a mistake. I get to play. I got to be aggressive. And so he takes on maybe a little more than he should, especially when Cam Davis had hit it close. He's thinking he's going to make birdie. I need birdie to stay in the mix here. Um, And he, and he overshoots the green a little bit. So um, disappointing, but in a way I understand what happened to Joaquin there. Uh, by the way, sorry, my headphones cut out. I, you guys probably were talking about his back nine that I started talking about, but okay. <laughs> he didn't, uh, to, to, and Greg kind of said it there. Like he didn't, he didn't go on a heater and that's, it felt like watching. I was like, yeah, he's playing fine, but it, it's not. And he, I think he made three birdies or four birdies on Sunday, but I will say he, he's so fun to watch. Like the shot he hit into 17 and regulate, like on, uh, like for like, the 71st hole of the tournament, he had this huge draw into 17, gave himself an eagle look, and it was just, it was filthy. I mean, I don't know. Go ahead, Rick. Even the drive he hit on 16, where he carried the corner of the bunker, which is, which is, yeah, it, 320. Narrows, it narrows in there to 20 yards. He have to carry it 320, keep it on the right hand side. I mean, it was those two, the, the, the th- two or three shots he hit in a row on 16 or 17 are, are special shots. Yeah. The way he moves the ball is just disgusting at times. And it was, it was fun to watch. I, I felt bad for him. I mean, Greg said it, but like, it, it sucks. Like you played so well and you make a five on the first hole, and it's like, well, Thanks for thanks for being here in third place. It stinks. It's the worst. Yeah. 
Yeah, he gets a solo third out of it. Man. Yeah. Uh, he gets T he gets T2. Oh, you do? okay. Yeah, he, they he don't does. differentiate. Right, right. Yeah, they you could have nine okay, guys. That's in good. A it should game. be that way. It should yeah. be that way. I th- I don't think it should. I think he should get solo third. Because that's really? why I, that's why I know that's why I have a beef with it. Yeah, if you are in a three way playoff and you exit yeah. on the first hole and the other guys play nine more holes to figure out the champion, the guy who exits on the first hole should not get the same prize money and points and all that stuff as as well, the guy who went further into the, the logic. Yeah, the logic doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work. <laughs> like if you all you all tied in regulation, so you should all be T one or you like it should either be one or the other. If you're going to have a playoff to break the positioning tie, break the positioning tie. Don't break it all the way through. You're saying, yeah. I guess it's for money. Is it for money? Right. You're. Yeah. It it has a big effect on money. It has an effect on FedEx Cup points. It has an effect on everything. But you know, you you tie everybody in regulation. If, I mean, I don't know. Sorry. It's an interesting point. You make some good points, Rick. It, it's it is hard to refute, but I feel <laughs> I feel for some reason like he should have finished tied second because he really that's, finished tied hey, first. That's airtight logic. I yeah. feel for some reason. <laughs> I know. You know me. I'm I'm an instinct. I'm a feel player. Uh, I'm more of a feel player. But I guess this would be my real logic. They all finished tied first. And all they want to do is give somebody a winner's check. So the playoff isn't to differentiate between place. The playoff is only to decide who wins. So you're just trying to pick one guy out of the pack to win. But everybody finished tied first. So somebody has to win. So they finished tied second. How's that? Is that a little better? I mean, yeah, I that, get it. That was that was good logic. I like that's I solid. Just, I still give it two thumbs down. Make him make him have solo third. Um Okay, a couple other things here. By the way, I don't know if producer Jacob, I'll give you a, we'll, we'll do this maybe at the end. Cam Davis now has two of like the greatest trophy shots. Th- this this week's rocket mortgage, that thing that Bryson held up and looked through that, that circle on a tee, which is great. And his last victory, the 2018 Nashville Open, where he got a guitar and he's like holding over his head and he's like jamming out. Just two elite trophies in the trophy case. The guitar is sweet. Yeah. I don't know if I would call the rocket mortgage. I would call it memeable. I don't know if it's elite. It comes out. It comes out like Excalibur from its base. It is elite. Yeah, but it's like a. It's like a. It's like a plastic circle. Oh, it's probably not plastic. Did you see them polishing it at the end of yeah, regulation? Yeah, with like a microfiber tap. I was like, yeah, what are what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> or is it like a Stanley Cup? Are there fingerprints on this? Thing? It was so <laughs> weird. I was like, oh, here, here we, we go. go. Yeah, it's that so that's awesome. I want one of those. That's a cool. I mean, he looks like he's like he looks. Did he win that when he was like (laughs) sixteen? Yeah, he's he's. That was only. He looks. He looks. Yeah, fourteen. I guess at the time he was twenty three. Something. (laughs) There we go. Nice, Jacob. Look at that thing. He's holding. I would never hold it like that. (laughs) Which how 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 do you hold it? You hold it by the tape. The tee goes into a larger base because you can't set that on a table, right? It, it's a golf tee. It would fall over. Oh, uh, yeah. So it okay. goes into a larger maybe. base. I thought you were supposed to put it in the lawn. <laughs> That'd be yeah, all, maybe. Oh my God. What if he puts that in his backyard? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's lawn decoration, landscape. <laughs> I love it's it. It's like a gnome. It's a good logo. They've got the circle. It's on it, a tee. It is it, good. It's nice. The only thing yeah, better is uh, what Cam Champ held up that uh, huge chicken, 
right, for Sanderson Farms. And he also had the barrel for Safeway, which is not the wine- called Safeway anymore, is a really good one. Yeah, the wine barrel is cool. Um, we'll, we'll have to do trophy was, rankings at some point. There was somebody – The how did we not do that during quarantine? There was somebody – oh, there was uh, – uh, Brendan Porath wrote about this. There were T-markers the other week. I think it was last week. There were the green egg T-markers. Did you see that? Love it. Yeah. Sweet. I'm a big Sweet. T- they should be selling replica T-markers in the merch tent. Yeah. I don't know why they don't. They'd be paperweights. People put them on their desk. They have them in the background. Next week's is a good one. John Deere. Yeah, tractors. So do you guys include – would you include like Brooks Kepka in the running for this? Because the Wanamaker and the U.S. Open Trophy are those are pretty good too. They're good because of history. You know what's an underrated, just unbelievable trophy? Tell us the Masters Trophy. Y- yes, <laughs> yeah. oh, the actual trophy, not because yet. nobody nobody ever nobody ever talks about it, and it's awesome. It is. It's so so it's, cool. It's like a replica of the clubhouse or something, right? Right. It's, it's sweet. sweet. I agree. Yeah. We used to play this match. Uh, a couple friends of mine and I, we, we ha- called it the white house match. My friend's sister works for Lego and he ha- had this Lego replica white house, which is so in de- like intricate and in depth. And he's a weirdo. So he builds this thing. And all of a sudden we start, we make a, uh, a game out of it. And every time the four of us would play a match, we'd go every year to some you know cool venue and play a white house match and then the winning team would get to keep it for the for the whole year so it was pretty cool that tradition's kind of fallen flat now uh <laughs> greg slander pretty good all the lego too. fans out there for being weirdos <laughs> yeah I, there's a number of directions you could go with that 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 could get all of us are you doing trouble. legos yet are you doing legos with your kids at all because i've oh, had yeah I mean, yeah. some of these things can take they're, an, they're, an exceptional amount of time. They're like a million dollars a piece, aren't they? These things are super no, expensive. No, no, you can. So my, I can't believe we're talking about this. My daughter, right. we said this so would my, be a quick episode too. And here, my daughter's, <laughs> my daughter's favorite thing to do is we'll we'll get like the twenty dollar or the twenty five dollar that's got four hundred pieces. Oh, okay. And you collect enough of those, and she'll build like a city out of like mm. similar similar sets so she likes to not she doesn't like to put the i mean she does like to put the set together but she yeah. likes to like be creative with it which i'm That's all for very yeah, cool it's great yeah because you can't be right you can't be wrong you just do whatever your brain wants how about this hard pivot alex norn um kp i think you'd <laughs> like this because you know Al, we have gotten a couple of very candid post-round interviews lately uh bubba watson last week yep. who then played well Again, there was another one earlier today who told me that when, or who not told me, but who said, I tweeted this out. Who said it was different when they get into the mix? I'll have to figure that out. But anyway, uh, Alex Norin essentially reveals he does not like to watch himself play or on tape. And Amanda Balionis is basically begging him to, uh, you know, walk us through these shots that he's hitting. And he's like, no, I, I don't even really want to watch this but he went out and he shot uh, a closing 64 ties his career best rounds posted a number falls one shot short of getting into the playoff yeah you know he uh he played great at the end he made the oh well i don't have his card in front of me i should have been pulling it up but you were can you, can you give me his card at the end yeah, so coming in, he made birdies on 11, 13, 14, and 16. He actually had a couple of cracks at it at 17 and 18, but those did not fall. 17 was the three putt, right? 
correct. No, oh, no, 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 no. He was long. He was long. Oh, he hit it through the tunnel. He hit it through the tunnel. I was thinking of uh, Hank Leviota that three putted at 17, which that was tough to watch. Yeah, Norin is, is, he's really good. Oh, we've got it right here. Um, Man, he did have a chance. He finished it. You just got to, you just got to make a four or three on the last two holes. Yeah. 17, you got to make a four there, right? Got to. It's the easiest hole in the course, right? <clears throat> you got to. But yeah, I, I really like Norton. You know, he he was kind of renowned at um, at Oklahoma State and even as a pro for just like, I mean, he's just like the biggest grinder in the world. And I think, I mean, he's talented. All those guys are talented, but he grinds. Like, he's just works so, so hard. And it, it would be... I don't know how close he is to the Ryder Cup team. Last I, we looked at it, I guess last week. I didn't really see his name around those top eight, um, but it it would be cool. And somebody's going to do this, man. Like I was thinking about Kokrak when he was near the lead. Somebody's going to win one of these last eight events and sneak their way onto the Ryder Cup team, and we're going to turn around and be like, "Wait a second! Like how? I, we weren't even talking about that guy, you know?" Norin is 100th in European points, but he is, thir- uh, excuse me, yeah, 34th in the world points, and of course, that does not include his finish this week. So He's the world, not- the world points are the um, like the one that they start with European points. This is my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong. You get the top four in European points are on the team, and then rem- the remaining five not include that that are not on the European points list. Are your, your next? Oh, is it four and four? I think I think it's four I don't and five. Know, I, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. I think they just have three captains picks. Right, and so it basically after the top four European guys, it goes to the world points. So he would, I would look at that and say he's basically thirty fourth, which is a ways. That, that's a healthy ways back. You yeah, got to you got to get a win to get on that team. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe, Maybe more than one. By the way, he always I think he has his shirt untucked more than like Kyrie Irving. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Every time they get I don't understand. Like, does he not like nobody else like does he need a bigger shirt? Like, what's the deal? He always does that. Is it the weird like warm-up thing that he does where he like Yes. Is that what does it? Yeah, t-shirt com- or uh, polo companies cannot account for that movement and it throws the whole thing <laughs> think about all the human movements in the world that these these apparel companies have have tested for and they've put it through <laughs> the ringer but alex thorin's <laughs> practice warm-up swing is not one of them it's i was right. trying to google i forgot I, the first person i thought of was alan iverson i felt like he always had his jersey untucked yeah but he had it like all the way Kyrie is more like the halfway uh, like like Norrin's. It's just never it's never tucked in. It's incredible. We kind of alluded to this a little bit, but Greg, major hat tip to Bubba Watson, who told us he was ready to throw up all over himself again and played well on the weekend. He goes 67, 64, ties the low round of the day on Sunday, and he closed with four birdies on his back nine. He was eight under bogey free. I mean, this is it, uh, again, golf is hard. It is so much mental as it is physical. When you just put yourself in this position a week ago and you gave it away to be able to close the way he did is super impressive. Completely different scenario. First thing I'll say is yes, major hat tip. I, I love, I love seeing that. Um, 
because Bubba also has this way where I, you almost feel like he's done. Like leading into this year, you almost feel like Bubba Watson's just kind of out there going through the motions and he's proving that he, he's not like he has that reputation. If Bubba's out of it, he's going to quit. He, he ejects early. He's um, and, and you can think about that for a round also for a career, but he's showing that he still has a lot of drive and motivation to compete and win. And, and he's not just out here uh, for, well, he's not out here for any other reason than that. So I love seeing that. It's really made me a big bubble Watson fan. This whole year has been a great year. Um, and he's kind of proved me wrong a little bit where I thought he was kind of done and he, he's not. So I love seeing that um, this round today I thought was sweet, um, but it's a completely different situation from last week. Chasing and leading uh, are, are totally different pressures, but yeah, great to see him make birdie at 18. You know, what's crazy about him is we think about the creativity and a bunch of people have talked about this, but if, if, if producer Jacob can, I'd love for you to pull up his uh, Wikipedia page with his major finishes because he's not been good at at the open, right? And and I think that like you think about the way he's playing, he's play. I mean, he's he's progressively gotten better over the last. I think I think about the last month, he was great at the U.S. Open for two rounds, great at the Travelers for three and a half, and then he was he was good at at Rocket Mortgage for all four. Um, and, and you're like, man, he would be, he should be somebody that you think about for the open, but he just hasn't, uh, he just hasn't played well there. And it doesn't make a ton of sense. His, his open finishes, we've got him pulled up here. I mean, there's nothing good in there. What's his best finish? T 23, 23. Is that real? How's that his best finish at an open? I got, I got a theory. 14. Okay. Let's hear it. So uh, when I look at the places Bubba plays well and the places Bubba's won, um, they are golf courses that are tree lined. Um, so you got the Travelers, which has it, it definitely has some trees out there. The Masters obviously has the Georgia Pines all over the place. The Zurich down in New Orleans has a lot of trees. Farmers back in 2011, I don't know what the situation was back then. There's not a lot now, but. There may have been more in 2011. Then you got the uh, the Riviera. travelers again. The Northern Trust is at Riv. Riv has some trees. So what mm. what the trees? What it does, in my opinion, is it shapes the it shapes the hole for you. So it gives you a real picture of what you need to do with the ball. So the creativity is you have something to hit it around. Whereas in the open, when you're going to curve the ball or work the ball, you're working <laughs> it against wind. <laughs> Just work right. it off the north. The, the, use the North Sea, Bubba. Just work it off sea, the North right. Sea. <laughs> I, my point is, it's just harder to see. You can't see the. You, you only feel the wind. You can't see the wind, and it's hard to curve it around. Wind. It doesn't even make sense to say. So I think that's where he has struggled in Open Championships. Is so he, I think it's simply visual. He needs some constraints. Like he needs like some like he's got too much canvas at an Open. Is what you're saying. It it's exactly right. Like he's got a um, he he needs a coloring book, and he can go with some, <laughs> some very unique colors. But he's gonna stay. He but he's got to have the lines though. He's got to have the lines, and he may go outside the lines, but it's gonna end beautiful. But a blank canvas. He's not a free. He's not. He doesn't freehand stuff. No, he doesn't. That's not his too. Right. Yeah, I like that. I like that's that's good. I like hey, that you thing. came up with it with the canvas. 
Well, kind of. You 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 got us like ninety five percent of the way there. No, oh no, it's all you, gentlemen. Uh, we promised that uh, we would allow ample time for fireworks and Arnold Palmer spiked and burgers or whatever you want. So we're gonna we're gonna keep this one short. But before we get out of here. Anything else? Rocket Mortgage Classic. We're headed to John Deere next week, and then we'll have the Open Championship. Anything else before we go see some fireworks? See, nobody wants to turn down fireworks. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be I don't, that guy. Well, and I don't. I don't. I'll like, just. I'll say this. I don't like the hot dog eating contest. It's, it's it's a tough one. It's just it's disgusting. I completely agree with that it's awful i'm most i i appreciate the expertise of it the um (laughs) training that you need to do but to watch a a grown man dunk a burger or a dog in a bun and have it come out sopping and shove that down their gullet just gullet doesn't doesn't do it for me (laughs) no yeah, I, I agree with you, Rick. You admire the domination of Joey Chestnut. Yeah. It's amazing. Not for me. Yeah. I, I wish you didn't bring it up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we'll leave this one. Yeah, that's a perfect ending. Happy, happy Independence Day, everybody. Happy 4th. Have a safe... Have a safe Independence Day. Let's start with that. Enjoy it. Uh, Producer Jacob, he does all the hard work behind the scenes. Thank you very much. That right there is Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at The Real GFD. By the way, you can also find our first look for the match four. Yeah, already in your feeds. We break it all down. Format, odds, course, whatever you want. It's in there. It's in your feeds. Check it out. Kyle Porter, you can find on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Happy fourth. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.